The journey of a lifetime is very much the story of yesterday and today and tomorrow. In this special series with Makudu Makabo, I've been privileged to have her share with me her yesterday, the growth in character and her pathway towards training and to becoming a teacher. The second, which is very much about, which has been very much about the today, has helped us understand how she carried that inner drive inside herself for empowerment in her own life and for her own family to bring those benefits to her own students and the community around her. And then further to think about what the impact that might have on the world. I'm excited to hear more about the future of education from this outstanding teacher. I'm excited, I can't wait. Let's go. Makudu, thank you for joining me for a third time. I'm really interested in your thoughts about the future of education and what the hope for students is moving forward. Thank you so much. Going on from winning the Global Teacher Prize, top 50, top 10, we were very much fortunate to be in the same pool with the winner this year because he decided to share his winnings with us. And I think that is what will help us to improve what we are doing in terms of implementing projects. I remember in one of my speeches where I was asked what will I do with the prize if I win, one of them was to say I want to implement entrepreneurial skills for my communities because that is what we are lacking in my country and establishing a coding and robotics center because we are in the fourth industrial revolution. And again, not leaving behind teacher development and community development uh, programs that will empower them. You have a national vision for what you think your country needs that responds to the social and economic context of the times and where you can identify, look, there are very specific skill sets around around coding, around technology, but also very specific needs around community growth. True. So you've set projects up. What? D- tell me about some of the projects that you have in mind. One of them, the basic one, teacher development, because if teachers are not developed, they may not be able to execute, especially the novice teachers who are getting into the system. When they are faced with challenges, who's going to empower them? So I was looking into that, that um, a program such as empowering other teachers, it's very crucial so that they can be able to execute their work. And another thing, uh, as I said about the community, the same thing, because the, teach, the children that we are teaching comes from the community. And if the community is not well in terms of their so- psychosocial development, we will have sick learners in, in school. So we need to empower the community that fits us with the, with the learners so that we, we teach co- uh, learners who comes from the community that has been uh, taken care of as well, is not taken advantage of. And then the Center for the Robotics, right now, the Limpopo Department of Education has nominated me to be a a pilot teacher in terms of implementing coding and robotics in schools. Right now, when I I dropped your call, I was called by the, the managers in the department, the senior managers in the department to say, they are rolling out more laptops to my school. 36 more out of 18 that they rolled out the last time. That's wonderful. Congratulations. That's great news. Thank you. Thank you. So it means from there we are taking up robotics and holding up from now on. And why do you think robotics is an answer for your students? 
if you check the 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 way life is today um is not really an answer to everything but if our kids are just taught in in the form of road learning or the traditional way of learning their skills are gradually fading away hence we have a higher rate of unemployed graduates in my country because they no longer fit in in the world of work because now we talk machines now we talk technology in everything and if our learners are not empowered to meet the standards of their development globally then they will lag behind so we're always having people from outside the, our country to come and implement and raise our economic standards while we are watching, sitting back, waiting for people to employ us. And you don't want that, do you? You, you? you want that capacity sitting within the hearts and minds and hands of, of your own people, don't you? True, because I believe they do have the capacity. The challenge is the how part. How are they going to penetrate the system? How are they going to do it? You're a classroom teacher still, aren't you? Yeah. What year groups do you teach now? The little ones, eight, nine years, eight, between eight and ten years. So you're a primary teacher, an elementary school teacher, but you've got this passion within and you just make things happen, don't you? Yeah, because I believe, I believe if, if a child is nurtured from birth to nine years with proper skills and knowledge, they will never forget it. Sometimes in their lives, as they grow up and they get frustrated, they will remember what they learned. I was talking a little earlier today, Makuda, I was talking to another early childhood educator, Chelsea Robertson, and she reminded me of exactly the same sort of thing about the, she's in Texas, um, but she, you know, she reminded me of the importance of laying the foundation of the character and the competencies that we teach children. Because if we can do it early enough, then it's, you know, the, the platform is laid for life. But we have to believe that children are capable of learning those competencies, don't we? True, that's true. And, and it doesn't mean that they come to school empty. They come to school with skills. And those skills need to be nurtured. You would see how they love the moment when we do things practically. Unlike when I'm teaching them and, and assessing them from what I taught. But if they are the one who are engaged in doing their own work, and then I guide them, you would see how much their faces light up. Do you know, do you want to know something, Makudu? Children are not that different all over the world. Whenever, whenever you do something practical with kids, they love it. Because it's, 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 it, knowledge goes from being theoretical and abstract to practical, to real, to useful. And, you know, it, human beings want to learn. They want to, they, they want to belong. They want to fulfill their potential and they want to do good and right in the world. They, they want to be good people. Yes, and that brings out the best of who they are. And they can find themselves when they are doing things on their own. Unlike when you impose things to them. When you impose things to them, you frustrate them. They really want to find themselves in what you are saying or what you are doing. But immediately they get engaged. They can find themselves. Why do you think... Adults find that difficult to understand. Because we, 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 we were brought up in such a way that we have to take in, take in, take in everything. So now we cannot let them be because we think the right way is how we were taught to do things. And that's what I said about when I talked about normalizing mm. the things that are not normal. How do we teach teachers to let go? 
of the past and to embrace this approach? I must, I must tell you, it's, it's not a difficult, it's not a, a simple task to, to work <laughs> on. Because I'm sorry to say that we, 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 we are in a way brainwashed because we have allowed what we don't want to sit in within us. And now we have taken that to become a norm. When we knew it's not what we want, but because we wanted to fit in within the society, we allowed it. And after you have allowed it, then you cannot undo. That's the unfortunate part, a part of, the, of the brain. Whatever you fit your brain with, undoing that is a problem. You have to shut down the whole memory, like rebooting when you are using a computer. <laughs> So, so I, I want to take you to that moment because we've talked a lot about teaching children. So let's let's stay with teaching adults here because you know the, the the future of education is about the quality of the teaching and the quality of the teachers and how well we can teach adults. If we need to be rebooted, and all of us need to be rebooted from time to time, all of us need to reflect on and and find that moment where we where we where we change our whole mindset, a whole frame of thinking around things and go, do you know what? I need to unlearn that and then I need to learn this. It's frightening for adults. They fear the change around that. How do we help? That's a fear of failure. So how do we help them? Uh, We need, they need, as you said, I feel that we need to to reflect. Whenever we are doing things, let's check, are we making progress in what we are doing? If we are not making progress, we, we should not blame shift, right? Then I, I have to make an introspection. That, that is the reflection part. Put myself in the mirror, talk to myself. If things are not working out, uh, how best can I change? Now, the most difficult part comes in here, Phil. When, remember, the system of education, I don't know how Australia is structured, but I know most countries in the world, the system of education is take in what I'm telling you so that you can take it out when I need it. And at that time, when you take it out, most of the feedback tools, they come in such a way that it has been written by somebody to assess your work. So they're not going to analyze, they're not going to come back to you and and, and say, Tell us, how did you come to this answer? And when you wrote that answer, you believe that this is correct. But because it is not according to the marking tool, then it's wrong. And when they say you are wrong, you get frustrated. And no man wants to fail in life. It's only those who have a a resilient spirit when they told them that they have failed. They will want to prove that I'm not a failure. So it's the difference between transaction and transformation. It's the difference between replicating knowledge and realising it according to your purpose. It's that, True. it's that difference between how we interact with our own concerns and our own worries and instead put them to one side and say, actually, if learning is the game, then we have to change the rules and then we have to learn the new rules because the new game might be more fun than the old game. 
Do you think it's important that learning is fun? It must be. It must be fun. The child must wake up at home and think about school and get excited about it. I, I wouldn't mind if a child will come to class forget, uh, forgetting to bath simply because he is eager or she is eager to come to the class to learn because it's fun to them. What do you think makes it fun for them? When they are engaged in learning, when they are given the opportunity to, to express who they are, what they think, their ideas, we need to value their ideas. Like when I'm doing project-based teaching, uh, when you, you introduce a project to them, let them speak out, let them say. I remember when we did a project with the learners for the lip gloss, we, we, we were creating a lip gloss, making a lip gloss for, for, for the winter months. Remember when we were growing, when I was growing up, we used to put Vaseline in a matchbox mm -hmm. so that when my lips are drying up, then I will have to take that and, and put it on my lips. And now the, 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 the matchbox, when they get oil, they, they soil the books if the matchbox is inside the book because the, the Vaseline will melt, the ointment will melt. So then now we had to come with the, the, the best container. What can we use? And I have nothing in my head. I, I have no idea. You know, that particular learner who cannot even write when you give them the task for writing, he came with a perfect invention, not just an idea, but he invented. He listened to me when I was speaking. He went home. He take the bottle top of a cold drink, the plastic one, right? Mm -hmm. And then he cuts the top part of the bottle sealed, right? Mm -hmm. Together with the little part of the bottle. And then he took another bottle seal from another bottle just to close the yeah, yeah. upper part. And then now we had the, the bottom part closed tightly and the top part being able to uh, unscrew it. Mm -hmm. And then we will pour the ointment at the bottom part. And that taught me something. Mm -hmm. Because I never, I, I never gave an instruction, and that is that was a perfect container. And that's that's perfect empowerment through learning, isn't it? Because you've allowed you've allowed the learner to create the solution. That's a real solution, and it's tangible. It's not just out there in the ether. It's you know, it, to to a certain extent too. I wonder whether that's what we need to be doing with teachers as well too. Um, the, the, you know, there's lots of people in around the world, that, and they will talk about the the, the notion of the learning pit. You know, you, you wander along one day, then you fall into a pit and the pit is something you don't know. And there are lots of people standing around the outside who can give you advice and say, try this, try that. But you're the one who has to work out how you're going to get at, climb out of the learning pit yourself. And it's hard that, work. That, it's hard work. But once you know you can yeah. do it, you know you can do it, can't you? True. That's true. And that's how we need to engage the letters. I remember at one stage we were doing performing arts. And then I gave them a task to go and new, do the music instruments. Then I showed them the music instruments that I had on my poster. And then they went home. They do all sorts of different music instruments. And then they came to school. The main aim was to take the, the, the marks according to the rubric, right? Mm. But what amazed me a lot, the whole group took the music instruments and started performing some were having drums, some they were having flutes, some they were having sticks, just to be the sticks amongst each other. It was so wonderful. And I took them a video. I loved that. I bet you did. And they were good? Yes, it was good. And they loved it. They were just marching around the school. 
with those music and the, the others were singing. And I never taught them to do that. And that, that's what I loved. But instead, if I remember uh, the times that I went to school, they would say I would make, I'm making noise and I would be punished for that. Yeah, the, a quiet school is, is a worry, isn't it? You want a school to be noisy. I want to ask you, we're getting to the end of our time. I want to ask you, how do we help people to imagine the future of education? How do we help them to think about what education might be? That is a thorn in the flesh uh, because most often we take up positions of leadership because we are being influenced by the salary that we will get. So being influenced by the salary, you get your salary first two months, it's enough for the first two months, but by the third month, the fourth month, the salary is no longer enough, then you are demotivated. You no longer think about anything creative. You also think about what more things can I do to put money on the table? So you are no longer interested in the work that you're doing for empowering other people. Then you are just looking at empowering yourself. And that was the main reason for the education system. Go to school, get a job, get the money. Uh, not to say go to school, use the knowledge, empower yourself and the people around. It all comes back to empowerment, doesn't it? It doesn't come back to empowerment. So now the whole thing goes back to the system. So the system of education is the one that needs to be changed first before we can change the people who work for the system. So what would you change? I would change the way uh, our education system is structured. And believe you me, in my country, you look at the CAPS policy document, you look at the general aims of the policy documents, it says exactly what I am doing, I'm implementing now. But now the challenge is the people who are working for the same system are the products of another system. So we need to fix that, don't we? We need to fix also the system and the people that we employ within the system. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? We teach who we are. And, yeah. and, and that is, that's why I'm saying that is a thorn in the flesh. Mm. So unless we're prepared to transform ourselves... In the way that you, all yes. through your all through your life, you've transformed yourself, haven't you? You've been driven by your purpose, that inner drive about, about your own empowerment and the realisation of who you are, as well as your economic stability uh, and, your, and your financial independence. But it, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? So you've been transforming yourself all the way through your life and, and you, it's infectious with you. You just want to infect other people with your transformation and help them to find the same sort of thing. Yeah, true. And sometimes... You don't win fame of most of the people because people want to be in their comfort zone. Don't try to come here with things that is going to mess up with their lives. So you might not have so many people backing you up. So you must be ready to, to, to stand up to what you believe in. What are your convictions? I think that's a fantastic place for us to finish our conversation. I've learned so much from talking with you, um, Makudu. I really, really appreciate the way that we've learned about the character of a person, the character of a woman, the character of a teacher, and the character of a leader as well too. Your vision for education, which is about that process of self-determination, of that, that transformation of the self so that you can transform others around you, is truly inspiring. And I'm sure that all of our listeners of the Game Changers podcast all over the world will really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Phil, for hosting me. It was really an honour. Thank you. 
Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by a school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.